My name is Nye Banks. I spread inspiration and motivation through the word of God and personal experiences. Now, I do apologize for being gone for so long. I just had to find myself and just really realize what God wants for me in this podcast. And it took me a long time to figure it out because I guess I kept fighting my own thoughts with his, with what he was saying. So he's made it, he's recently made it crystal clear that this is my purpose. I have a place to be here. I am meant to spread the word of God through personal experiences because God has allowed me to have so many amazing, beautiful encounters with him that I am meant to be spreading through people to help enlighten people, help people. You just never know what people are going through in their lives and what simple thing can help them. You know what I'm saying? So today I want to talk about baggage, carrying people's baggage. And we have no idea that we're carrying someone else's load until that load is lifted off our shoulders and we feel a major relief. And it's like, wow, I had no idea that was there. So that's what happens to us in a lot of cases is where, you know, we're carrying bag other people's baggage and we just, a lot of things just in general happen to us that we are not aware of until God comes and gets us and snatches us out of that scenario, situation, whatever the case may be. When God pulls us out of that and we feel new and enlightened, that's how we know that something was holding us down. So that is what happened to me recently. So I'm here to share with you guys so I can help someone out there because I'm meant to be here to try to reach as many people as I possibly can to put some type of inspiration and motivation in their lives, your life. So we're going to get started. So um, if you have not watched my very first podcast episode, it is titled How God Snatched Me Out of a Horrible Place. It is where I talked about the first time I ever got delivered, and it was the most amazing feeling that I've ever felt in my life. And every time I, you know, tell that story to somebody, even in that video, I said, you know, I would love for that to happen again. Like, that was like the closest encounter I've ever had with God. So recently, he did it again. He allowed me to have a very strong encounter with him again because he snatched me once again out of a place that I never knew that I was in. So the first time, you know, there's different ways that the enemy can enter your life. Any little, literally, any little crevice that he can creep and slither into, he's going to take advantage of that and he's going to use it. So the first time the enemy entered my life was at the shop. And in that first video, I explained everything about it, how he did it. So in this case, so after that fast, God removed everybody out of my life. He made me brand new. He made me to a new person, a new woman that I'm continuing I'm continuously becoming and growing into. You know, we're human. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. And that's okay. God knows that about us. So he doesn't judge us for it. He just always there to protect us. He's our protector. Like, really. He really is. So when God removed all of these people out of my life, I've been left in solitude. And I am currently still in solitude. God hasn't really allowed many people to re-enter my life since then. So, you know, the enemy slithers his way around to try to see where it is that he can go to to um, get in my life. And this time, you know, one thing about the enemy is he's not as smart as he thinks he is. I mean, he can do little schemes and do little things to get here and there, but he's not super smart like he think he is. But this time, I guess he, I don't know, he definitely did what he did. So this time, like I said, God had me in solitude. He removed everybody where it's just literally me 
And um, he used somebody that was super close to me to enter my life this time. And this person has been somebody who's been in my life forever. They're family to me, you know. And I'm very family-oriented. I love my family. And, you know, the enemy knows this. He knows these different things about us. He uses our mistakes to keep us in cycles. That's what the enemy likes is to keep us in cycles. The cycle, the cycles that God breaks us out of, the enemy tries his best to put us back in those cycles. So when you realize, like, I got saved, I got delivered, God rescued me and set me free, and then maybe months later or maybe a year later, you noticing different little things, and it's like, Wait, how did I get here again? It's because you let the enemy into your life some kind of way. And it's nothing to feel bad about or hurt or, you know, because it is what it is. We're humans. And at the end of the day, God has proved this to me over and over again. No matter where we are, he's always going to intervene. and He's always going to be there to protect us. And I'm probably going to get emotional in this video because this is really touchy and I just felt the spirit really tell me to get up today it's literally eight in the morning he woke me up saying get up record this podcast because you need to tell this story and you need to touch people and help people you never know who's going through different things or you could be going through something and you have no idea but watching this video hear me listening to this podcast some of this stuff can align with what's going on in your life. So that's why I'm here to use my experiences to help you with your experiences or future experiences. You never know. So, yeah, so God used this, I mean, not God, the enemy used this person that was super, super, super close to me. This person was like a family member to me. This person we were really locked in. But this person carries so much baggage. And it's like, I know this person carries this baggage. But, you know, us being people of God or just being nice people, we just want to help people. You know, that's just us. Like, that's just like, I can't think of the word right now for it. But it's just a natural cause like a natural feeling to want to help somebody to feel bad for somebody who has a bunch of baggage on them you know but we have to be careful because people's flaws can enter you like people's back like the enemy can enter your life through someone else's baggage that's what I just learned recently and that's what the Holy Spirit just really allowed me to you know realize because, you know, I love this person so much, but, you know, at the end of the day, we can't do God's job. You know, it's not our place to try to put ourselves in God's feet. And, you know, I mean, like put ourselves in God's shoes. And that's what we try to do when we try to think that we can help people. It's only so much that we can do. You know, so I was spending so much time with this person. And, you know, I don't have many people in my life anymore, but I'm okay with that because I love this new life that God created for me. I love this new life that God created for me. Like, this is the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. But, you know, the enemy doesn't like that. He despises that. So he's going to try to come back at any cost so like last year in that fast um God anointed my household um he anointed me he anointed my household like we made it clear you know that nothing that is not of God could enter that doorway but if we give enemy the enemy access to enter trust and believe he is going to enter so you know, we just have to be careful of who we surround ourselves with, who we spend a lot of time with, you know. So this person listened to this specific rapper, and this rapper was very, you could tell he has, like, a lot going on in his life. He's, like, demonic in a way. Like, a lot of these artists 
are have very bad energy, bad spirits in him and them. And, you know, people that are really strong in Christ and strong in their journey with Christ, a lot of them don't listen to secular music. And secular music is, you know, sexual music, a lot of profanity, um, you know, all of that type of stuff. Like even music, the things that we listen to gives the enemy access to enter our life music, conversation, sex, um, TV, what we watch on TV, you just have to be very aware of what you're watching, who you're surrounded by. You just have to be so aware of everything around you when it comes to the enemy and allowing him access. So this artist, I said that, you know, I felt it in my spirit. The spirit told me, stop listening to this artist. You don't need to be listening to this artist because they are not of God. You can literally see you know, you can literally see it in the person. You can see it and hear it in the music. You can see it how they treat people that they love. You can see how you can see it in the way they treat their loved ones. You can just see the enemy all around these different people. So just because, like, just take this right here. If you if you can see the enemy in someone and you involve yourself with that person. Just know that that right there is allowing the enemy access to enter your life as well. So I had started to spend so much time with this person because I love this person a lot. You know, I love them and, you know, I just want them to get better. Like their life has been spiraling for years. When I say years they have not gotten their lives together, but you know, you want to be there for them because they've lost so many people in their lives. They've lost friends, you know, they lost all of these different things. And, you know, you feel like you're an exception because they don't necessarily treat you that way. But don't ever think that that person won't treat you the same way they treat everybody else. Like, even though they may have enough respect for you to not do it, don't think that they won't ever do it. So, yes, I, um, so I had said that I was going to stop listening to this artist and delete their music, but I had been hanging around this person, like, every single day, and that's all that this person blessed is this person, like, 95% of their playlist is this person right here, so, of course, you're in the midst of it. You're like, hey, I like this. And they're constantly putting you on new songs of this person. And you're like, next thing you know, you got a whole playlist filled with these songs that you know you're not supposed to be listening to. Like this person literally in the song saying he, they know that they're going to hell. Like who says that they know they're going to hell and they're happy about it? You know, that right there, red flag. You have to pay attention to all of these things because that's the enemy. That's nothing but the devil living inside of them. So um, I've recently just encountered different bosses this past year. Um, and all of these people were just filled with the enemy. And I was just like, wow, God, why are you allowing me to be around all of these people who are filled with the enemy? You know what I'm saying? I started to wonder that, but sometimes it's not about you. You can't control who your boss is. You can't control who you work with, but you can't control your, the amount of access that you give them, you know? So yeah, so I ended up starting to listen to this artist every single day as well, and I'm just like, wow. And I kept feeling conviction of listening to this because I, I felt the Spirit telling me, you need to stop listening to this artist. You need to delete this artist out of your playlist. But you know me. Well, you know the enemy. He's like, Girl, it's okay. Listen to this song. Listen to this artist right here. Even though he's talking about he coming with me in the end, listen to it. Listen to it. And you know, you try to tell yourself like, oh, when he say certain, when this artist say certain things, you're like, oh, I'm going to bleep it out in my head. But it's like, no, you're still allowing, your your ears are still listening to that. And it's like, no, you cannot do that. So me and my best friend, Victoria, decided to fast, right? We decided to fast for the month of June because uh, we decided, like, 
we just think that that's a, it's a good idea to do fast every year. But me personally, I do 30 to 40 day fast twice a year. I'll do it at the beginning of the year, like the end, like the last month of the year so I can enter the new year fresh and cleanse. And then I will do it halfway through, like around this time, like I did last year. So this was the halfway mark fast. So we said that we were going to fast for 30 days. And that's what we did. And we both ended up taking circular music out where we only listen to gospel, listen to God, because God speaks to me strongly through music. That is one of the main ways he talks to me. And he talks to me through scripture. He'll lead me to different articles, different passages, even things in the Bible. He will lead me to it. And that's how he talks to me. God talks to all of us in different ways. You just have to open your heart and open your mind to allow that presence of God to enter. You know, you have to have that um, discernment. You have to, everybody has to give of discernment or everybody has discernment, but not everybody has the gift of discernment. There's a difference. So I definitely have the gift of discernment. And I know that because I have strong feelings about things and those strong feelings that I have about stuff usually come true. So that's how, you know, I figured that out. So, yes, we took away social social media. We took away circular music. And, you know, that was, for me, that was the main thing for me. So I can listen to God push all of these different things out. So recently, like, I'm, I'm skipping, like, a major part in the story that I'm not going to talk about in this particular podcast because this literally just happened to me like two days ago. And, you know, everything is still really fresh and it's really sensitive. So I'm not going to go in too much detail at this time, but I will come back, revisit this topic at a later date. So the main thing you should be getting out of this is pay attention to the people that you surround yourself with. Pay attention to the baggage that people are carrying because you can see that baggage. You can see if someone has darkness in their heart. You can see it. It's there. It's crystal clear. Even if you try to ignore it, ignoring it doesn't make it go away. And that's what we try to do a lot of times and we cannot do that. So um, I started to feel a presence after hanging out with this person so long, and then I started feeling convicted by the um, by the Holy Spirit. He was telling me to stop hanging out with this person so much, and God allowed a, something really big to happen to wake me up, to be like, wow, yeah, I got to stop. I have to stop. And like I said, I'm not going to go into detail about that right now, but that thing shook me so bad that I was like, no. I can't keep doing this. So I finally started keeping my distance from this person and I would hang out with them literally every once in a while. It went from every single day to, you know, every once in a while because I'm like, I can't continue to do this. I'm feeling convicted by the Holy Spirit and God is going to intervene at some point to let you know, to protect you and to let you know, like, this is, you're not, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not the right path for you. This is not what I want for you. So that happened, and all of a sudden, I started feeling a presence in my apartment. But at the time, I didn't know that it was a presence. I just thought that it was, I don't know. I definitely knew something wasn't right, but you know me. I tried to, well, not me, you know the enemy. He made me ignore. He encouraged me to ignore those different things that I was feeling. So a lot of times we wonder, how do we know if there's darkness around us? How do we know if we're filled with evil spirits? Like, how do we know these things? Because a lot of times we don't know. Some people that is not deeply embedded in Christ would not know these different things but I would say for me the number one way to know that there is a presence that is not of God is when I start to become fearful fear is the only tool that the enemy has to use against you because God did not create us with fear God did not put on 
put us on, like when he created us, fear is not something that he put inside of us. Fear comes solely from the enemy. That's how you know the enemy is present. When you become fearful of things that you normally do not be fearful of, just know, just start to be aware and pay attention to what's happening around you because it's like, why am I scared right now? And that is what was happening to me last year before God delivered me. I was beginning, I was, I had became very fearful to be in my apartment. Like I've been in this apartment for two years and I've, like I had a roommate at one point, but it's like we were like night and day. So when I was here, she wasn't here. When she was here, I wasn't here. So it kind of felt like I lived alone in a way because I was just on my own a lot. And, you know, I was in this apartment with somebody. Like, even though she wasn't here, I knew that I wasn't alone. So, you know, I had one year um, living here with somebody. So I know what this complex is like. I know this is a nice area of town. I know nobody's going to bother me or do anything. Like, I have a... um a security system. I have cameras. I have everything that I need to be protected in this place. So fear is not a thing that I'm scared of. Like I'm not scared to stay by myself. I'm not scared to be alone. These things are not scary to me. I don't mind this. I love it because you get the peace of mind that you need, the peace of mind that you deserve when you are in solitude or when you are by yourself. And that's when a lot of people a lot of people don't understand that because so many people are used to being around other people that they don't know what it's like to be alone or they're scared to be alone because when you're alone, you have to deal with yourself. And a lot of people carry so much weight on them that they're super scared to be alone. And when you're alone, that gives God the opportunity to come into your life and help you. See, the enemy makes people fearful and scared to be alone because the enemy knows what will happen. If you decide to just be like, okay, I'm going to take a break from everybody. You can just do a month. I would encourage you to do a month. Like if you just feel like you have so much baggage and you feel that baggage and you know that baggage is there on your own, like not even nobody else's baggage, this is you. If you feel like you're scared to be alone, you need to be alone. You need to have at least 30 days to yourself. Let God enter your life. Let God enter your atmosphere because you're going to be amazed at what God is going to do for you, to help you, to deliver you. And it literally takes one step to just be in solitude, just dedicate some time of quietness for God. That's literally all you have to do. Take a break from social media. Take a break from people. Just have some time to yourself. It's healthy. It's very healthy for the mind, for the body, for the soul. We all need it. So I began to be fearful of staying home. And I, I feel like I've been feeling like this for maybe, I don't even know how long it was. I would say like for at least like three weeks to a month. It wasn't very long at all, but I did start to notice I started getting scared. I started getting scared to walk around my apartment. I even got scared to get in the shower you know, so, and it's not that I was scared of being alone or, cause you know, a lot of times when people are scared to be by themselves or scared to stay by themselves, they're scared of something coming in. See, that's not what I was scared of. I wasn't scared of something coming in. I was scared of what was already in here. So that was a clear indication. But of course, in that moment, I wasn't thinking that God only revealed this to me after the fact. So I was scared of something that was already in here. And something majorly happened to where, because I'm trying to tell this story without telling the story, you know what I'm saying? Because it's very, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, something really big happened, and it scared me so so bad. I felt a presence very strongly for like two days straight. This presence was literally taking over my body. It had me fearful. It had me anxious. It just had me feeling so weird. And 
Don't get me wrong, I have anxiety. I suffer with anxiety, but my anxiety is not bad. I don't have anxiety on a daily basis. My anxiety is not super strong at all times. It's just at certain times I feel, you know, a little nervous and anxious. But this, it was like a strong feeling of anxiety, something where it was like it was definitely a presence there, but I just didn't know at that time what was happening to me. So I remember calling um, Victoria one night, and I was, you know, talking to her about what happened. And when I tell you in this moment, I was still so scared. Like, I was looking around. I was scared to walk around my apartment. I was scared to take a shower. Like, two nights. I remember two nights in a row, I had to talk on the phone to get in the shower. That's how you know that something that is not of God is around. Because why are you so scared? Like, why? You know, it just don't make any sense. So, God ended up removing this person out of my life the next day, like, well, let me go back. So, yes, I was scared to take a shower. Like, I couldn't even sleep well that night. I was tossing and turning, tossing and turning. Every time I'm tossing and turning, I'm thinking about this situation super heavily. And it was just weird, y'all. It, it was really, really, really weird. So, um, literally, after those two days went by, on the last day of my fast, the fast ended June 30th, the last day of my fast, I, um, you know, I decided to start by listening to secular music. I was going to start early because this is my birthday weekend. My birthday is literally two days away. And at that point, it was four days away. But this was the last day of the fast, and I'm getting ready to go to a dinner with one of my good friends. And I, I literally turned the song on. As soon as I turned the song on, I'm standing in the bathroom as well in my apartment. I turned the song on, and as soon as the song starts to play, I start crying. And I just start crying out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Because I started thinking about all of the great things that God has done for me in this fast, and I just instantly got on my knees and I started praying. I started praying, thanking God for everything. He literally provided everything that I needed for this birthday weekend, for my birthday trip. He blessed me with tickets. He blessed me with tickets to go, plane tickets to go see my best friend, Victoria, in California. This is something that we have been, been asking and believing God for since last year. Of course, you're probably like, oh, it ain't nothing to get on a plane and go see somebody. No, when you're when you're putting it completely in God's hands, you're not putting no money down. You're just believing, you're just trusting and believing that God is going to make a way for you without you doing anything. That's what we were doing. We put our faith in God that he would get me to California without me doing anything. So he provided that for me. You know, we're super excited. This is our 10th year best friend anniversary, and that was a major thing for us. This is a major thing for us. We get to see each other. We get to celebrate our birthdays together. We get to meet. We get to re-meet each other as these new women that God has created us to be because I haven't. we haven't seen each other in two years, and within these two years, God has created us and turned us into these new women we have not met each other yet these new women that we have become we have not met these women yet so now you know we get to finally meet each other we get to finally see each other and it's just a big thing it's exciting so you know I'm on the floor and I'm just crying, thanking God for everything. I'm just praying. I'm in deep prayer. So I ended up turning on my Christian music. And like I said before, God speaks to me through music, okay? He speaks to me through music. And the first song that plays was this song. I think it said this is, I think it's called This Is Not My World by Sally. But pretty much she says, like, this is not my this is not my world. She's like, I'm ready to come home. I'm ready for you to call me. So in that in that song, I feel like that song represents this podcast. It's reminding me like this is not my world. 
God placed me here for a reason. God places us all here for a specific person purpose. Now, if you decide not to use the purpose or tap in with God and really use what God created you to be here for, that's on you. But there are plenty of people out here living in their purpose. And, you know, that's the whole point of us being here on earth is to live through God. This is God's life. We are living through him. He's living through us. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I just felt like that song meant that you need to get back to this podcast because you need to spread the word of God to people, to this world. This world is not mine, but we're here for a reason. So after that song, as soon as that song played, I'm just bursting into tears, just crying, just crying, just crying. And then, you know, other songs start to play like, um, there's another song called You Haven't Seen It Yet. And he's like, you're closer than you think you are. Like, you know, we ask God for things and He's and we just feel like he's not doing it. But it's like, you're closer than you think you are. You're right here. Because whatever God has waiting for me, I feel like I'm like, my nose is like a centimeter away from that door that I'm meant to cross next. The door, the next door to the next season, I feel like I'm so close. And in that song, in that moment, I felt God telling me, you're closer than you think you are. You're right here. You're on the right path. You just have to be obedient to everything I'm saying, everything that I'm telling you. And it was a lot of songs just repeating itself, saying pretty much the same thing. So, you know, I'm just crying. I'm crying. I'm feeling the presence of the Lord. He definitely was in the atmosphere. I felt it. And um, I was crying so bad that I had to turn my speaker up. I ended up, because in the same time, you know, I'm kind of still getting ready to go out because I'm feeling the Spirit still guiding me. Like, it's okay living this moment, being this moment, but still get ready, slowly get ready at the same time because I have another blessing waiting for you at that dinner as well. So, you know, I'm slowly, you know, living in the moment. I turned the shower on. So I turned the shower on. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing things to drown out my crying and my calling out for God because, you know, in apartments, you have neighbors. Apartments, you can hear what's going on in the next room over, the next um, apartment over. You can hear it. So, you know, I didn't want nobody thinking like, oh, my gosh, what's going on over there? Is she okay? You know, some people call the police like, I don't know what's happening. I just know she's crying, and I'm just like, I just hope she's okay. So, you know, that's what's going through my mind. But, you know, the enemy try to plant seeds and plant things in our heads to try to distract us from what's going on. So I was crying on, on, on my knees in my room floor. I have carpet in my room. And that's where I was the whole time. But in this moment, I was in the bathroom and there's wood flooring in the bathroom. And I felt the spirit tell me to get on my hands and knees. And as I'm on my hands and knees, I look to the side and I look at the carpet because it's like, you know, of course, you know, naturally like, it feels better to be on your knees in the carpet than on this floor. So, you know, I was kind of thinking about going into my room and getting back on the floor, the carpet. But the Holy Spirit said, no, stay right here. Stay on this tile. Stay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay. So, you know, I'm just crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. God is continuously talking to me through... um through the music, and I'm feeling his presence, and all I can say is, wow, God, wow, God, that's all I kept saying is, wow, because I just felt a strong presence, like, a good presence, this wasn't the presence that I, this not was the presence that I felt before, this was, like, a good presence, like, you know, when God is there, you know, when God's in the atmosphere and the way he was talking to me. So crystal clear is like God was literally right here in my ear. When I tell you, like, you know, when someone is whispering something in your ear, I felt God's lips that close to my ear, but screaming. He was literally screaming in my ear. And I was like, wow, God, I hear you. I hear you. And I just kept thanking him. And I kept thanking him, thanking him, thanking him. Then all of a sudden, I started gagging. I started gagging, and I kept feeling like I was going to throw up. 
See, in the last fast, I did that as well. I gagged, but I did not throw up. I just gagged, 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 and only spit was coming out. Saliva, slob was coming out. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this time, I was gagging. And you know how you, you can catch, normally when you gag and you feel like you're about to throw up, you can literally catch yourself. I couldn't catch myself. It was in, it was uncontrollable, and it felt like it was being forced. It felt like the gagging was getting forced. Like, felt like something was like forcing that out of me. Is what it felt like. So I ended up throwing up, and it was like everything. God does everything. God is very intentional. He is intentional about everything He does. He's intentional about everything that He allows to happen. You know, normally you would think like, um, go to the toilet. You know, if I tell this story, like you're listening to this story, you're probably like, why didn't you go to the toilet and throw up in the toilet? God didn't want me to throw up in the toilet. He wanted me to throw up on the floor so I can look at it, so I could see it. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't feel nauseous at all. It just it was it randomly came because you know your stomach starts to hurt and you can feel like oh, and it's a natural effect to like let me run to the bathroom, let me run to the no, let me run to the toilet. But in this moment, I wasn't nauseous at all. I just threw up out of nowhere. So in that moment, I felt the relief. And I'm just crying so bad. I'm just like, you know, I'm just sobbing, sobbing. Because in that moment, I realized God released that darkness that has been around me for the past month or so. I just kept staring at that puddle because it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a whole lot. I mean, it was a nice amount, but it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? And I had eaten four hours before that, so it's not like I had just eaten or anything like that. So I'm just standing there crying over the puddle. I even dropped my head down where my face is so close to the puddle, but it's not touching it. I'm just crying and thanking God. I'm like, God, thank you so much for removing that out of me because it's like, I knew it was there, but I didn't. You know, I definitely felt something was off, but I didn't think that that was a demonic spirit. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I go back to say we live with things without even knowing that they're there until, like I said, the enemy is not that smart. So he's going to leave traces of him. So now from here on out, now I know that when I become fearful, I know that the enemy has entered my life some way, some shape or form. But the thing about God is he's going to come in for your rescue every time. He's going to swoop in and save his children every time. And it's crazy because when I first started praying, I was still thanking God from last year. I was really crying really bad because I was like, God, you literally came and got me. I was living in a dark place for two years, two whole years, and you literally came and got me. And you snatched me out of that place that I was in. And I just still being amazed of that. And that was a year ago at this point. And I'm just still amazed because I'm like, wow, God, you came you personally came and got me, not knowing that he was going to come and get me again, not even knowing that there was evil spirits inside of me and inside of my home. It's crazy. So, yes, I'm praying over this puddle and I'm thinking and I'm thanking God for releasing that because in that moment, I instantly felt a relief. I felt a release and I felt a relief, and I felt like I was set free. I felt like I was set free, and that's when I realized that I was holding that person that I loved to death. I was holding their baggage. I was holding their baggage, and I allowed their baggage. No, and I allowed for that baggage. No. I allowed the enemy to enter my life through their baggage is what I'm saying. So I was just like, wow, God, then it all started to make sense to me. And I started to tell God, I said, I knew something was there. I knew something was there, but I ignored it. I tried my best to ignore it. 
But the thing about God is he's always going to come to your rescue. As long as you have him really close to you and you really dedicate yourself to God, he's going to save you. I mean, God is going to save you regardless, but you have to be in that mind space because sometimes it takes a lot longer for him to save you when you're not like super close, super invested and super connected with him. So he literally came and saved me again. I had an amazing feeling. I felt a relief. And I just felt really good. So that anxiety, that nervousness that I was feeling, it finally subsided. It didn't completely go away. Because a lot of times I have a hard time um, with this gift of discernment. Sometimes it's hard for me to determine where it's coming from because the enemy knows how to disguise itself you know what I'm saying but even though God is always stronger the enemy is manip he's a master manipulator so you don't know at all times not all times are you able to determine what's what you know how you have the the good angel, then you have you have the angel and the devil on both sides, and they're going back and forth. One is telling you this, one is telling you that. And you're like, oh, my goodness, which one is it? Which one should I listen to? That's what I was feeling those couple of days. Like, this discernment, this, is this discernment? Is this the enemy? What is this? Like, that strong presence I felt over myself, I have definitely felt that. Um, presence from discernment as well but this one was different it felt different because it was super strong and it had me just scared out of nowhere it just had me scared and I'm just like why am I so scared right now you know what I'm saying so now I know that that's a clear indication of the enemy so whenever you notice yourself just being fearful of things that you're normally not fearful of just take, just take a breath, just take a step back and just look at your life, evaluate your life, evaluate all the things that you've recently done. Let me think about this. How could I have let the enemy in? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we can be doing so good and we're just wondering like, how did we let him enter? Like how did he get here? God's going to tell you how, just like he did for me because the feeling, the fearfulness went away, but then I started to feel another, I feel like I started to feel another presence, but that definitely was not a negative presence. It was the presence of discernment because after all of that happened, like I said in the last phase, I'm journaling. Me and Victoria journal. Well, she journals way, she journals on a daily basis. To me, I struggle with journaling, but when something major happens in my life, the spirit always leads me to journal these things down. So yesterday, I had another dinner. And before this dinner, the spirit told me, because I still felt myself feeling anxious. And this time, I didn't ignore it. I'm like, Lord, I don't know what this is. I know you just delivered me. And I know I shouldn't be feeling this way. So I'm just not knowing. Can you, you know, make this clear to me what this is that I'm feeling? You know what I'm saying? So I went to work yesterday. I was okay, but then I did start still feeling a little anxious, like there's something, it's still not right. So I ended up thinking the Spirit, the Holy Spirit brought to my attention again, you need to journal what happened to you. You need to journal that deliverance, you know what I'm saying? So I wrote, I sat for an hour and a half writing in that journal. And the most amazing thing about it was while I was writing, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing because when I feel like when I'm doing journal entries about the Lord, the Holy Spirit is leading my fingers. I feel like it's not me typing it. I feel like it's the Holy Spirit typing it for me, if that makes sense. So it's like as I'm typing this, you know, I'm reading it in my head. Of course, I know what I'm typing. So it's like the Holy Spirit was telling me a story. He was telling me what happened to me. So that was him giving me that encouragement. Because when you feel, when you still start to feel a little anxious, you know something isn't right. Or there's something that you're missing. Like something needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I knew that feeling meant 
something. And the Holy Spirit finally told me, you need to write this down right here, right now. So in that moment, as I'm writing and reading and listening to what the Holy Spirit is telling me through this journal entry, like the Spirit is talking to me through this journal entry. It's crazy how God and the Holy Spirit can communicate with us in ways that we have no idea can happen, which I definitely felt this last year as I was writing the um journal entry because I even remember even yesterday I was writing this when I said Holy Spirit activate in me and help me write this because I know that he's there anyway that presence is there so I just encourage him to help me write this passage so in this journal entry is what I just explained to you in this story see I didn't realize like that I allowed the enemy into my life by this person's baggage. But the Holy Spirit told me all of these things as I was writing it. And he told me to get up today and do this podcast because this is the next episode of your podcast. Because there are so many people in this world that's living with some type of baggage or they're dealing with someone else's baggage, and they're allowing the enemy to enter them through that baggage. Baggage, in general, is a baggage is baggage. So of course, the enemy can get in through baggage, whether it's your own baggage, whether somebody else's baggage. You, we are not, we're not meant to carry someone else's burden. We are not meant to carry someone else's baggage. That is God's job. That is God. God is God. He, he He allows us to have the baggage because we're supposed to use that to get to him, to allow him access to come in and save us and remove and lift that baggage off of our shoulders. But if we don't allow him that time, that solitude, that time alone that I mentioned earlier, you're not leaving him space because God has to have room and space to do what he needs to do. Like he can still sprinkle things here and there, but that sprinkle ain't nothing compared to what he can do when he changes your life, when he enters the atmosphere and you feel him, you know he's there because no nothing no no nothing else can give you the feeling that God gives you. And that is what I felt as he was delivering me, as he delivered me last year, it was just an amazing encounter. But this encounter was completely different from the last encounter. But he delivered me in the same way. Like, even though not all the time when you're delivered, you have to throw up. Not all the time do you have to gag. There's different things because that is the main way that evil spirits leaves your body is through your mouth so um I also felt a little bit of something this morning I felt the spirit guiding me to look up um what did I look up let's see I looked up this morning can you throw up during deliverance Cause I just felt the spirit, like I said, God speaks to me through passages. He he speaks to me through scripture, through text. So He led me to this pa- this passage called demonic manifestation manifestations during deliverance sessions. So a lot of times, you know, people are see people who are really in the enemy stronghold that are not necessarily super invested in God see it takes for someone else to deliver them because people don't even know that they're carrying what they're carrying you know so it'll take for them to be in somebody else's presence or some people just don't know how to remove dark dark spirits and dark energies out of them and sometimes God gives different people different gifts to see it like you get some people can see when there's a darkness in someone they can see that demonic spirit in someone and you know I mean of course you can see it by just their actions how they move how they treat people because because God people who are filled with God they are just kind-hearted they're you know you have convictions you feel bad about doing different things to people 
Um, you know, there's different ways to notice, but some people has those gifts to actually see that spirit for who they really are. You know what I'm saying? So there's different ways to be delivered, you know. So I'm just going to put that out there. God can deliver you by yourself. He can allow for someone else to deliver you. There are different, multiple ways that you can get delivered. So back to this. So it says the purpose of deliverance is to see people set free so they can pursue Christ without hindering baggage of demonic oppressiveness. Let me read that again. The purpose of deliverance is to see people set free so they can pursue Christ without hindering baggage of demonic oppressiveness. That's, I'm just going to sit here for a second and allow y'all to let that sink in. Let me just read it one more time for the people in the back who did not hear me the first time. The purpose of deliverance is to see people set free so they can pursue Christ without hindering baggage of demonic oppressiveness. Like I just said, baggage is demonic. Baggage is not of God. Baggage is hindering. Baggage is not what we want baggage is not what we need we need to be set free of baggage guys pay attention open your eyes pay attention and look around just look at what's happening around you look at yourself take a look in the mirror just think to yourself am I carrying any baggage Sometimes you might not feel like you're carrying baggage. Like, I didn't think I was carrying baggage, but I wasn't carrying baggage of my own. I was carrying baggage of someone else. And that baggage allowed the enemy to enter my atmosphere. You have to be mindful of who you let in your space, who you let in your atmosphere, guys. We have to be aware, we have to pay attention. We have to wake up and just look. I'm telling you, you have to look. So let me go down. Okay, it says the most common manifestations are shaking, choking, gagging, crying, growling, cursing, trances. Like last year, I kind of felt like I was in a trance when God was delivering me. I definitely felt a little trance action, and I definitely gagged. But that's the two things that I felt. And manifestations are, I don't know, I'm trying to see how to describe it. Like when you know that there's a darkness there, that darkness is there, and it's going to allow you to do these different things when it's time to be delivered. But it says here, when strongholds are broken, people often burp, yarn, cough, spit, cry, or vomit. Let's read it again. When strongholds are broken, people often burp, yarn, choke, spit, or vomit. Just let that soak in for a second, y'all. So, in this instance, what happened to me the other day, when God started to remove that demonic spirit out of my life, out of my atmosphere, out of my body, the first thing I did, no, the first thing I was doing was crying really bad. Then I started to gag. And as he was breaking that stronghold, he allowed me to cry and vomit. And it also says, most spirits leave via the mouth. As I mentioned before, a lot of times these spirits leave through the mouth. Did you guys hear me? They leave through the mouth. 
So some people can cry out when they're being delivered. Some people can just drool when they're being delivered. Some people can throw up. Somebody can feel like they're about to throw up. That's still gagging because when you're about to throw up, you're gagging. That's what you do. That's your first instinct when you start to release something. You know what I'm saying? And the Holy Spirit allowed me to see this stuff this morning. And this was my confirmation right here that today's topic was about baggage. Knowing when you're surrounded by baggage Knowing when you have baggage, knowing when you need to be set free of baggage. And don't get me wrong, it is hard for us to know a lot of time because the enemy is a master manipulator, like I said. So, like I said, you can be carrying baggage without knowing because that's what happened to me. But the thing about it is you know your own baggage. Like, when you know, well... I don't know. It's a tough thing, but I just say this right here. Take some time to yourself. Take some time to decompress. Just give yourself to God for 30 days. You know, a lot of people just don't like to be Christians or say that they're Christians or people just want to say that they're Christians, but they don't want to live the ways of a Christian is what I'm going to say because... People don't want to give God that time that he desires, the time that he needs. God needs that time alone with you. He's asking for that time alone with you. He needs that time alone with you. And you have to allow him that time alone with you. And trust me, guys, you are going to feel a difference. You have to allow God access. And you don't have to jump super deep into this stuff in the beginning. You can ease your way into this stuff. You know, we're not all perfect. I still don't do things that God, I still do things that God doesn't necessarily want for me to do. But he's appreciative. He's appreciative. He's appreciative of the efforts that I, the initiative that I'm taking to move forward. Because some people, you know, it takes a lot longer, you know, for your life to be fully, fully, fully given to Christ. For you to live fully, fully, fully in God's ways. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff that we do day to day is sinful, but God doesn't judge us. God always appreciates us for taking the initiative, for at least even trying. He appreciates that more than you not even trying at all. So I say, guys, like even if you have to do it week by week, like, okay, I'm going to give myself a week to God. And literally just time alone, you don't even have to stop doing everything that you're not meant to be doing. I just say you need to have some time alone, some time to yourself. Stop being around everybody every single day. Start with one week and realize, like, oh, my gosh, that wasn't even that bad. I can do it again. Second week, wow, this is actually really, really good. Week three. Wow, I really, really needed this time to myself. I didn't realize. That's when you realize how much baggage you're carrying. When you finally get in that place where you're in solitude and it's just you, you start to realize how much baggage you had that you no longer have because you spent time to yourself. You've dedicated some time to God. Just being alone for a second is dedicating your time to God. And by the time you week hit, you hit week four, God is, you've already been delivered. Because I know within, because sometimes it's different. Like last year, the fast, I started at fast 7-11. 7-13, God delivered me. So sometimes he can do it right away. Sometimes he waits to the end. Because in this, see, that's, wow, that's crazy. 
Fast last year, he delivered me at the very beginning. This fast, he ended it with deliverance. So you just never know how God is going to act and how he's moving. He's never going to do the same patterns. He's, 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 he's not like the enemy. The enemy is not smart. He's going to leave traces. God is going to do it different every single time, but kind of similar in the same way. You know what I'm saying? So I just encourage you guys to take some time to yourself. Dedicate that time to God. You don't even have to read the Bible. You don't even have to be all holy and Christian. You know what I'm saying? Just literally start by dedicating your time. That's all God wants for you to start with. That's all he wants is your time. And I guarantee you, you're going to see a big difference. You're going to be released and you're going to be set free. And you're going to feel amazing about it. And that's going to make you want to continue to do it. Because once you feel that presence from God and you feel how that feeling only God can give you that once you realize that nobody else can give you that but God you're going to want to continue to do that and from there on out that's when you'll start to change your life that's when God will start to change your life and put you in a place where you are meant to be guys so that's what we got out of this message today is baggage Don't hold on to anyone else's baggage, guys. Sometimes you have to take a step back. You see that baggage. You can see it on them. You can see it. But you have to take it upon yourself to not intervene, not get involved, not saying, like, you don't have to talk to them or you just have to cut them completely out of your life. I just say keep your distance and pay attention to what's happening around you when you're with them, when you're without them. Just open your eyes and just see, guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Thank you even more if you made it this far in this episode and you're still listening to me right now. If you're still listening, that means God brought you here. It was meant for you to be here right now. And God bless you and God be with you. Thank you. So Once again, guys, I am not Banks, and I am signing out today. I love you guys so much. Rewatch this video. Replay this podcast if you need to. I'm out, guys. Peace.